Hello and welcome to another episode. We are so excited that you are here with us. How are you doing, Tosh? I am holding down the fort. You? I think <laughs> I said that last week too. We yeah. can say, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's good in this moment and that's all that matters right now. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So that's where we're at and we're excited because uh, you, if you are watching the episode, we'll see that we have a full house today and we're really, really, really excited to be talking to an amazing business here in the greater Moncton area and a short story of how we came up to it. Jen and I were talking about uh, in the last episode, you know, supporting local as most as best we can. And we were talking about off camera, this choose local company and it's a local delivery company like an Uber Eats or what have you, but local, which is fantastic. And uh, then we discovered that it was Hey Rebel that is uh, helping them out with their campaign. So we thought, um, women-led business, let's talk to them. So shall I introduce you to Jillian Jackson, Elizabeth Fillmore, and Lori Morris. Welcome to the show, everybody. Thanks, Lady. Hey. Thank Thanks for having us. I'm so excited you guys are here because I still remember when I first saw your company branding, the Hey Rebel stuff start oh. to pop up on social media. And I was like, who's doing this? This looks amazing. And then it was like, oh. oh, it's this fully women run marketing firm in Moncton with like amazing pedigrees within the field already behind all of you. And then you came together just before the pandemic. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about how the three of you decided to, to launch into this and then how things have kind of transpired. Okay. Well, first of all, it's crazy that you know who we are. We just, we are in our houses, kind of like hobbled in our offices and we don't think that anybody knows who we are, but that's awesome. That's kind of crazy. Uh, we started three years ago. It's almost our third anniversary. Uh, we met um, our previous jobs and um, decided it was time to go on our own. We all have different specialties. We all work amazing together. Um, so we thought we can do this on our own. Let's do it. So we did. <laughs> and it's kind of going good. Um, business just started to come in. People just started to call us and we thought, I think we can do this guys. Like, let's do this. So, uh, that was three years ago and we are on client. What, what's the new, what's the newest docket I would have opened up like 29, 30. Whoa. Awesome. We That's also have, um, the the benefit of being able to take advantage of the CBDC's SEB program, which was a huge catalyst in kind of helping us be mm -hmm. able to kind of take that leap into, you know, sort of the unknown and, um, and entre entrepreneurship for, you know, three people who are used to kind of the corporate nine to five um, and, you know, starting off on our own. So we're very grateful for, for programs like that, that do help new businesses yeah. kind of get their foot kind of in the door, out the door and um, kind of on their way to a launch. Yeah, CBDC yeah. is amazing. I've used them myself for my business. Mm -hmm. So highly recommended if you haven't checked out CBDC, Westmore and Albert, you really should uh, utilize yeah. them. So uh, Jill, you just said that you guys kind of have like different expertise. So Lori, let's start with you. Where where do you kind of fit in? Sure. Um, I guess my background would be in print. Um, I spent several years <laughs> really mastering that, that quality. Um, so I do a lot of the production work. Like we all kind of come together and do the brainstorming and, and concept development and build on that. Um, Jill takes it away and works on the design and, and creative direction. And Liz, you know, really hones in on the writing and strategy. And then 
it all somewhat funnels down towards me <laughs> to uh, to really bang out the production end of it. And I, I realized that we kind of jumped right into that. And I'm not sure that we actually explained to everyone that you're a marketing firm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that we are. <laughs> and I dove right in because we know what we're talking about. I'm like, yeah, people listen to like print. Okay, so are they a newspaper? <laughs> no, you're talking about yeah. marketing materials and your clients are all right. clients who need help in yeah. various aspects with their marketing. You guys do pretty much everything. Am I right in saying we that? We do, yeah. We, yeah, we, yeah, we're marketing and advertising. Um, you know, we're a small team, but we've been all in the industry a really long time. And so we can be a small team or we can be a really big team, depending on how many suppliers we need to bring in with us. We have a lot of uh, people in the industry, like videographers, printers, photographers, animators that, you know, it's a media suppliers, big teams that we've built up of people that we really trust. So uh, we can work on big, big, big campaigns or we can work on uh, small campaigns. So we it's we have that flexibility to to be able to cater to smaller clients or, or big national clients. That's really cool. I like how you mentioned that you're willing to work with other companies because uh, that that is a major thing. Being able to go outside your business and know that, you know, I could use a hand doing this. Uh, I think that that's a really big step for a lot of businesses and they need to take that. How how did you feel about doing that? Like the first time, was it even a second guess? No, it's sort of the nature of the industry. You have your core strengths. So our core strength is marketing, advertising, strategy, design, uh, print, that's that type of a thing. Um, and then you go outside your industry just to, to find other people who, who specialize in different things. So we're not videographers. We're not photographers. Um, media buying media we don't want to do that that's not our specialty so it's always just uh you you partner with people that you trust so that's just that's sort of the way you do it and and we've had the luxury of working with some really amazing people along the way and we bring them with us when we need to I love how you mentioned that fact of like yeah we don't want to do it we understand we could we understand how it kind of works but like no, that's not where our passion lies. That's not what's going to, you know, really fuel our business. How different is that mindset from what you came from in the industry? Is that is that something that's kind of unique to you guys or is it a shift that's happening? I think it's more of a shift that's happening. Um, I think there, once upon a time, there was the tendency to be everything to everyone. Um, otherwise, you kind of lost out on some of that market share. Um, and what we kind of realized when we ventured out on our own is that the need for specialty is huge. Um, that's why our dynamic works very well, because if you just need a writer, you engage me. If you just need a designer, you engage Jill. If you need someone to refine and beautify uh, print production, billboards, things like that, then Lori's, you know, attention to detail is what you need. Um, so sometimes you don't need or want to pay the overhead of an entire team um, who kind of combined their skills into one thing, but you might not be engaging them necessarily on their certain specialty. So we kind of, it is different from what we've been used to in the past, but we're finding more and more that the freelance um, kind of style of work seems to be what clients are looking for um, over kind of a, a catch-all solution. And do you find in Moncton, because Moncton obviously is growing exponentially, um, do you find that um, 
you have a lot of businesses that realize they need marketing because I do feel like that's something in the greater Moncton area that people haven't really caught on to yet. Like, oh, I, <laughs> I do need commercials. I do need ads and things like that. I just find if we're just a little bit behind in that time. Do you, am I right about that or am I just not paying attention? <laughs> um, I, I think uh, a lot of businesses, especially since, you know, every, everyone's gone online that they realize more, uh, I need to connect with my customers and they don't come into my store as often as they used to. Um, that at the beginning of the pandemic, it was really that. So how do I connect with them? I need to do it on a digital level, but a lot of people don't know how to navigate that world. So that's sort of where we come in um, and how to reach your customers um, on, on that level. And they think it's you, you think it's inherent and, and, you know, oh, I'm a business person. I know how to do that. But a lot of times, you know, crafting that message, um, editing videos, going online, figuring out how to boost a Facebook post, even uh, it, it people just don't know how to do it. So they look to people like us. And I think we're becoming more um, an everyday use in terms of business. So businesses know they need bookkeepers and accountants. Well, I think they're starting to realize now that they need marketing. And so that's when people reach out to us. Yeah. I think the other thing that we're seeing more and more is that kind of relenting of control because as business owners, you want possession over every aspect of your brand from start to finish. So it's really hard for some business owners to give that over to, you know, other people to kind of care for, cherish and, you know, launch out into the world. But they're just realizing that there's just not enough time in the day. Um, so they're kind of coming to terms with the idea that's like, okay, I do need help. Um, and I think engaging the right team really helps them kind of let the reins go and feel comfortable doing so. Yeah, it's a hard step to do that, to give up <clears throat> some of that control, especially when you've been a smaller business and you've had to have your hand in everything to keep it going. Yeah. I'm wondering yeah. if you can speak a little bit to kind of the the change you're seeing in Moncton. You know, we're touching on this fact that I see more and more companies like yours and more and more kind of that service level coming in that I think speaks to the growth here locally. And I'm wondering if if you're seeing that reflected in the clientele that you're, you're having come to your company. We do. We, um, we noticed that the biggest thing is that more often than not, the perception in the past has been, you've got to have big bucks to engage a marketing team and, you know, and you have to do these big splashy campaigns and you've got to kind of go all out if you're going to make any marketing effort whatsoever. But, um, I think people are realizing that you can still be very effective, um, strategically, um, as well as financially, um, when you're engaging the right team and you're thinking about prioritizing your dollars in a way that makes sense. Um, and I think that kind of helps to kind of shape how things have kind of shifted a little bit over the last few years, especially. So as a marketing company, say someone has a brand new business that they're launching, what would you suggest? It's like, if you had to choose one area, what would you tell them? This is your first step. Here's where you should put your name out first and blast it. In terms of channel? Uh, most of, it's yeah, any channel. Yeah. 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 Most of the companies that we deal with, um, you know, social media is, is what we recommend first. That's where most of the people are, you know, you're scrolling on your phone every day. So that's where your customers are. And depending on what age 
you're targeting, you know, it's either Facebook or Instagram or what your business is, but digital is always um, the quickest way to get to your, your customers. The brilliant thing too with social media is that it offers us such kind of insight um, into who those target members are. So when you think about who your audience is, anecdotally, you can kind of guess, um, which is usually the case, but then social media analytics kind of, kind of helps us refine that um, so that we can say, while you thought that your audience was predominantly 35 to 45 year olds, we're seeing an older demographic, let's say, um, engaging with your brand. So it kind of helps us to kind of shift our lens to say, okay, if now that's who we're talking to, um, or we need to be talking to them, where else is that audience? So if we're talking about like an older audience, do we look at, you know, different types of mediums that they're more comfortable with or familiar with like radio or um, print and things like that. And if it is, if it does skew younger, then we start looking at the channels that are more tailored to them. Um, so it's, it's, it's a really great stepping stone we find, um, because it's very cost effective. Um, and it allows for a lot of testing, um, in the initial stages of a, of a brand's kind of, uh, you know, initial launch. It's something, uh, speaking of which, like when you don't realize your target audience, it's just an example in my industry, you would think that the radio station that I work for that like is the teeny bopper station, but actually my demographic is 35 plus, which (laughs) most people would never expect. Right. And maybe it's because younger kids aren't listening to the radio as much anymore. Um, Or maybe it's the fact that people have grown with me and I'm well past 35 plus. So (laughs) 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 maybe you're funny. (laughs) (laughs) I'm much older than you are. <laughs> well, not true. Okay, all right. A little bit, a little bit past. <laughs> but it is funny when you do. You have that perception of what you think, you know, who you're speaking to or who your audience is, and then when you can see that data, that does make a difference in, yeah, the voice you use and the medium you use, yeah. and yeah. yeah, it's it's quite and a powerful we're really tool. Data led. We don't make decisions based on gut feelings. We make our decisions and create our campaigns based on data because there's so much data out there. So to use that to your advantage uh, only makes sense. Uh, And then it's, you know, people don't have a lot of marketing dollars right now. So you need to be able to use those effectively. So we are heavily influenced. uh, Data leads us when we're creating a campaign. Okay. I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit of what if, what it's been like kind of just getting launched and started and then getting slammed by the pandemic. <laughs> I think, uh, I, yeah, I think we kind of expected it and we, we're very fortunate. Um, we have the kind of business that isn't dependent on, um, you know, being out in the public or in, you know, yeah. at home. It's not like, you know, teachers, unfortunately, or the healthcare system and things like that. Um, we basically are engaged by clients of a whole different kind of set of backgrounds. So while at the beginning of the pandemic, we did notice that some of them, you know, all of a sudden lost their funding or can no longer launch their branding and everything like that because financial circumstances have changed. Um, Others came on board because they said, okay, now we need to engage somebody creatively who can think about getting customers into my store when I don't have a storefront or I can only do curbside pickup or like in the instance of choose local, we're allowed to have takeout and restaurants are still open for that. So it's a perfect solution type thing to say, okay, this becomes kind of COVID proof um, for the future. So when it first happened, we were really nervous. Um, I mean, as any 
business would, especially a new business. Um, but we've been fortunate that, you know, with kind of the ebbs and flows that it's kind of worked out for us. And, you know, while we've lost some clients along the way, we've gained others. And uh, mm -hmm. it's, we're, we're among the fortunate few that can continue to serve the community and our clients um, effectively, regardless of where we need to work from. Yeah, we were kind of set up. So we started in sort of in January, February ish of 2019, 19? 2019, yeah, 2019. So we were, and we made the decision to not get an office space just because we didn't know if we were going to have overhead enough to, you know, pay rent or do things like that. So we didn't want to get like tied to uh, um, rent or anything like that. So we set up online, we worked from coffee shops, we worked from home, we did video chats, we did all of that stuff. So we were kind of we were kind of already set up to do what we needed to do during the pandemic. So it kind of was just, okay, we just keep going and we don't do client meetings in person. We do client meetings on, on uh, a virtual chats now. So it just really worked out for us. It's nice when you can have the ability to do that. And I think so many businesses obviously now have realized that it is a lot easier to do that than they thought it was ever going to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was wondering, you had mentioned Elizabeth that like some clients lost funding. I kind of want to shift gears to you guys being a women led company. Have you found New Brunswick supports that? Like, have you found, uh, ways that I don't know, the government is helping out with women led businesses, maybe in, and any inspiration for other women led businesses? We, we're aware of the, some of the funding that's available. Um, we, we didn't kind of go that route. Um, as far as receptivity went, um, we've, we've actually noticed that some of our clients tend to be, you know, other women led businesses and things like that, which is really great. Um, we haven't had, like, we work with some male clients, like it's, it hasn't, it hasn't been kind, I think it's gone are the days of yore where that's like totally shocking. And the idea of working with women is just like, Ooh, that's a risk. But, um, yeah, I think that there's an appreciation for the fact that, you know, when you're, you're a subject matter expert in your fields, that's what you're looking for. And, and, you know, the gender of the person kind of is irrelevant at this point. Um, but we did, we did see that there was, um, kind of a bit of a lift in the market in terms of, um, whether it be grants or programs or even just networking opportunities that were solely focused on women in business. Um, we did notice them. I don't know if at the time when we were kind of looking at the, the profiles to see, is this a fit for us, whether it was, you know, geared towards certain types of businesses, because sometimes given our unique kind of composition as sole proprietors, as part of a kind of like a, a letterhead of a kind of a collective stamp out there um sometimes certain grants and things like that don't really necessarily fit kind of how we're promoting ourselves um which is totally fine um but we've in some cases at least pushed that out through our social channels to say if there's any other female business owners out there who could take advantage of this of course we're going to we're going to be that kind of megaphone for those causes i think um mm -hmm. i think we need more of them and i think it's certainly something that we we feel passionately about yeah it's not something that we've ever really promoted per se. I mean, it's visually obvious that we're all women, uh, but we, we've all been in the industry for so long and that means dealing with a lot of people. So I think along the way we've gained the respect of clients and suppliers that we've been working with. Um, so it's never been 
uh, you should work with me because I'm a woman. It's you should work with us because we know what we're doing. Um, when I was growing up, my parents, you know, it was never, you should do that and you can do anything because you're a girl. It was, you can do anything because you're smart, because you're determined, because you're driven. So I think that we try to carry that through um, our business. You know, when, when we do work with women, um, it's sort of a, they, we see that sort of relief in their faces. <laughs> like, okay, we feel like we're in a, in a place where we can, we can trust everything you're, you're telling us. We, you know, there's that trust that we, we, we have, but the same thing when we work with, you know, uh, men led businesses or, you know, it's, we're a little bit more outspoken than probably a lot of other women that we know. So, um, right away you get the sense that, okay, these people are going to tell me what I need to know type of thing. And that kind of led to some of the aspects that built our idea around our brand is the idea of, you know, daring to be different, um, speaking up and speaking out. And it's not always about being the loudest in the room. Um, sometimes it's about getting really quiet and very thoughtful and saying the right things or doing the right things, maybe when they're not the easiest. And that's kind of more of the angle that we kind of take when we're kind of putting our messages out there. It's not about, you know, guy versus girl and things like that. It becomes about, you know, dare to be different in your field, dare to stand up, dare to speak out, dare to do something kind of crazy if you're you know if you know, the data yes but like if your gut says like I need to be different I need to be okay to take that jump and um it, it's it's certainly kind of allowed us to have a little bit of a, a unique kind of spin on who we are and what we believe in so I think it's kind of led us to that point too I think that your your business title like the collective title that you've used too it's obviously an attention grabber, right? Like if you're going to get into like using someone for marketing, you want someone that's going to not be afraid to be louder than the rest of the people in the room most of the time kind of thing. So I, you nailed that. Like the, the Hey Rebel is the immediate thing that grabs people's attention because that's what you want. I've, as a business, I want you to literally throw me everywhere you can possibly throw me. And who else is going to do that but a rebel, right? <laughs> Yeah. It allows you to veer off course too. Cause we kind of lean into that to say like, it's okay to like try. It's also okay to fail, like through failure, there's learning. Right. So, I mean, along the way we're saying like, we're here with you. We're not going to let you go down with the ship. We're here. We're your team. We're like, we're the violin players on the Titanic. We're here with you. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's to say like, you know, while you don't have to be loud for the sake of being loud and splashy and things like that, you can be thoughtful, but it's, it's really about, like you said, disrupting and catching attention, but doing it in the right ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It took us a long time to come to our name for the longest time. We didn't have a name. (laughs) We were just us. Um, And then, uh, you know, we would have these naming sessions and nobody liked anything anyone else liked. And then all of a sudden, you know, we came up with this name and it was like, yes, this is it. We can stand behind this name. Like this is who we are. It kind of encapsulates how we feel about things. And we felt really good about it. It was like immediate. Yeah. Yep. That's who we are. Yeah. And it's, so integral to what we do at the end of the, it's so funny because we totally sympathize with other business owners when they can't figure out their brand. Cause it's the first step really. Like we were talking about channels earlier, where would we go in terms of channels first? When we think about 
process first in brand building, it's creating that brand and what it stands for, because really that's the foundation on everything that you build. And, you know, we sympathize because we were in the same boat ourselves to say like, no, that's not the right fit. That's not me. And kind of going through that brainstorming exercise and kind of figuring who are we, what are we not, what do we stand for? Um, you know, like how do we avoid being wishy-washy and then, and kind of coming to that place. So it's, it's such a core step in figuring out not just who you are, but then everything else ladders up from that. So when you think about your marketing, if your marketing doesn't jive with your brand, you feel that whether or not you recognize that you feel that even as an audience member, you can kind of tell when something's a little bit amiss, like you're looking at an ad going, I don't get it. Or you, you look at a brand and you're like, that does, everything feels all discombobulated to me. It's, it's why like the actual brand itself has to have meaning and, and, you know, and, and thought behind it and really be figured out before you do anything else with your brand, like yeah. figuring out your brand is really your base and something yeah. so special when you do figure out what it was. Like when we found ours, it, like Jill said, it was the Eureka moment. We're like, yes, that's it. That's it. That's us a hundred percent. And it's ironclad, Let, let's do it. And it was the perfect fit. And very instantly from that moment, we were like, okay, there's hot pink and then there's lightning bolts. And then like, we immediately saw the brand come to life and it was, it was really, really cool. And we, we love taking clients through that activity because you see them with the initial frustration and like, this is not what I want. Oh, like I can't figure it out. And it's a really grueling activity to be honest, mm -hmm. but when they figure out their brand, that is so special. And to be part of that is yeah. like, there's it's, that's our like a uh, moment where we're like, yeah, we were part of something really cool. That's fantastic. I think we're probably going to have to wrap this up here before I ask you a million other questions that are in my head because <laughs> we do have a time limit. But I want to thank the three of you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. And just before we wrap up, if people want to know more about the three of you and the company, the collective, how do they find you? They can go to heyrebel.ca to find out more and follow us on social channels. Um, and that would be the best way to do it. Thank you so much for having us, ladies. This is awesome. Thank yeah, you. we really appreciate it. We had a great time. And I don't know about Jenna, but I definitely picked up a few extra tips there. So <laughs> I am just in the middle of rebranding myself. So yeah, totally yeah. understand. Yeah, we're, we're going to keep chatting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks again, ladies. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye.